last time on Leighton Legends. Morty, one week from now, you're going to walk into my office and you're going to give me 250 gold pieces for my trouble. Ah, jeez. All right, fine. One week. You walk into a dark alleyway. It's nighttime. You look a little closer. You see a dark shape pass by the end of the alleyway. And it seems slightly too large to be human. But before you can really make out anything else, it's long gone. Val, I have another assignment for you. Very good. Did you notice the man that left? That man owes me a debt. Follow him and make sure that he doesn't leave town. If he doesn't take a job and instead tries to run, you let me know where, and I'll take care of the rest. Uh, very good, sir. Mordecai. Um, so you see that he's hanging up a notice, and this is what it says. Calling all adventurers. The local garrison is recruiting fixers for miscellaneous work. Apply directly at garrison. So, Val, in front of you is the garrison. You followed the magician here from the jobs board. Uh, hello everyone. My name is Constable Joel, and I've been assigned to evaluate the applications for the recent job posting. We only have positions for three applicants, so what we'll do is group you into groups of three and have you complete a task. I'm going to assign you to uh, group two. Uh, the first one is the magician. The second one seems to be a fighter of some sort. Greetings, fellow companions. It is I, Giovanni, of the Order of the Sacred Object. I'm Morty. Hey, man. Ah, oh, pointy ears. Don't see a lot of you around here, huh? These two seem like they've taken a couple too many shots to the head, if you know what I mean. Joel turns to you guys. There are five clockwork constables. Your job is to dismantle the constables as a team. Giovanni just pushes Joel to the side and just runs straight at the automatons. He takes seven piercing damage. Ah! <laughs> I'm down. Um, that's a 17. Ah! All right, you take five points of damage. That'll do it. And Val That'll hits the ground. <laughs> so you you went in against five automatons. Two are down, but also two of you are down. All right, Mordecai, make another saving throw. Oh, no. That's uh, that one. All right, so you are two, or wait a moment, rolling one or 20. When you make a death saving throw and roll a one on the d20, it counts as two failures. Guess who's dead? Can you guys do anything? Me? Is anybody is anybody able to stop this from happening? Happening. I can lay on hands, which uh, I can heal wounds, but I uh, can I heal them now, or is it too late? I mean, you should. It should be too late. I'm gonna let you do it. <laughs> I'll fix this in post. <laughs> Brandon, you can't... I've got backup characters. It's fine. I've never played a human character before. I don't know. I spent so much time... Like, this whole story... This is a tutorial. <laughs> the whole story right, was, right. like, based on, like... This is the tutorial level, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring me back. Hey, hey, uh, can you tell me how this happens, Giovanni? Can you describe... Pay me a word picture of what's going on that allows you to make this... Uh, out of order turn. Oh, uh, I have to do it now? Oh, man. Okay. Giovanni is... Well, I'm going to use my inspiration because I'm overcome with grief over the, the the horrid state of my companions here. I've been so dismissive. It did take three turns for that to catch on, though. Well, I'm also getting... <laughs> I'm getting just absolutely pounded by these robots here. I mean, they're not doing any damage, but they're all just banging on my, my chain mail. And that's, like, really distracting. Also, I like I've been ignoring these guys because like they kind of they kind of seem lame. 
Like, they're not the typical adventure. Like, Giovanni came to the city looking for, like, other, like, knights to, like, go on a quest with. So he's kind of like, who are these clowns? And they've done nothing to really show me that they're not clowns. But as a paladin, I got to, like, you know, got to remember my sacred vows. So I'm going to use some of my healing abilities here. You know what? I'm not even going to lay hands. I'm going to use a spell. I'm going to use my other spell slot for cure wounds. All right. Ooh. Roll for cure wounds. Uh, 1d8 plus 1. Rolling it. <laughs> I get healed for 2. All right. So, uh, Mordecai, you feel just awful. You, you've had the crap beat out of you probably a few times by now, and you've been in alleyways laying in dirt and rain and just felt blood leave your body and it's it's never been a pleasant experience for you but you've always kind of gotten up from them someone's usually found you one time your wife did and then you ran as far as you could as soon as you got healed oh yeah this time though feels different this time you feel like this could be it that this is going to be your last time getting up. You're not going to have another chance if you don't get up now. And you realize that you can't just keep plugging away the way you have up until now. You can't just hide behind boxes and hope that whatever happens on the other side of them just works. You can't just misstep away because they keep finding you here in the dirt again. And as you're thinking these things, you feel kind of a warmth coming through your body. And it's not urine. You're not peeing yourself because you've felt that before too. Mordecai checks to see if it's pee. Yeah, you you fail. Uh, Mordecai, you've peed yourself after being beat up a lot in the past, and it doesn't feel like that. It's coming from your chest. Oh, no. And it's starting to flow out from your body and into your arms and into your fingertips. And you feel like with your fingertips in the ground that if you really wanted to, you could push down into the ground and pull yourself back up. I want you to roll a constitution check. Okay. 24, not 20. Mordecai, you push into the dirt and you try to pull yourself back up onto your feet. And as you do, the glowing that was coming from your chest, the heat that was coming off of you, it just grows stronger and stronger. And honestly, if you weren't Mordecai, if you were instead Brennan Christie, you'd probably want to take your shirt off because it's getting that warm. (laughs) But you don't because you are Mordecai and you stand up and you kind of have this this weird glow about you and if anybody was looking on you know they might be able to see that glow too but it's just you behind a couple boxes and you have a choice now what are you going to do I don't know how much strength I have but I'm hoping that Nat 20 helps could I jump up on top of the box and I'd like to double finger gun another witch bolt at uh, the other two that are around um, John's character here. Okay. Uh, Fire off a witch bolt and you have advantage on it. 
You rolled a nat 20 there. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go for this guy right here. I'm going to try and blindside him. Uh, 17 to hit. You strike him, and he takes three damage, which isn't a lot to an automaton, but it's enough to kind of stir him because he thought that you were dead, or at least down. So he kind of turns away now from Giovanni to see what just hit him. And with that, that ends your turn. And now we're in automaton number one. So automaton number one has no idea what's going on, hasn't seen anything, and instead just tries to swing with his mace at Giovanni. And that's a miss. Automaton number five. Ooh, two guesses where he's going. Giovanni. (laughs) And that's a miss as well. And automaton number three here tries to swing at Giovanni as well. And that's a miss. All right, uh, Val, I need you to make a saving throw. Oof. Okay, so that's two successes, one failure. Giovanni. All right, I'm going to finish the guy that I've been chipping away on up here. Okay. Maybe does 12 hit him? <laughs> uh, actually, I need to. That's pretty close, so let me check. <laughs> 12, a 12 doesn't hit him. Oh, my God. you got to start intimidating more, man. Yeah. I. Uh, there's a double Giovanni. <laughs> yeah, there are still all while this is going on. There are two. There's kind of like it looks like uh like children that are in a trench coat, kind of stacked on top of each other. But it's on Giovanni's shoulders. Giovanni's just like really tired and confused now about this whole thing, and he's fought a lot of robots before, and he's just like, this isn't his calling. This isn't his divine purpose. He's just like over it. He's kind of checked out. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, uh, Mordecai, it's your turn. All right. So I, I'm going to call out to Giovanni there and be like, I'm sorry for earlier. And uh, he's going to automatically cause another 1d12 to the uh, automaton that he hit prior. Okay. Want to do that? Yeah. So he takes 11 damage this time. Nice. Boom. All right. He explodes. So this is not like the other ones that just kind of fell to the ground. This guy just explodes. He's done. Nice. Is that a good enough apology? I don't care. <laughs> okay. Uh, good job. Uh, next up is going to be automaton number one, which is down here. He's going to swing at Giovanni. Oh, oh man. One of these days, I'm going to get it. And it scares me because I know when I get it, it will also be a crit. <laughs> and that, that scares me. It's okay. I still got 14 health left. For now. And the other one swings at Giovanni. And 20! Oh, for five? Whoa! That's not a natural 20, though. That's a 17 plus three, so you take five bludgeoning damage. Okay, now now Giovanni's starting to pay attention, and he's starting to get pissed off. <laughs> okay, uh, Val, I need you to make a uh, saving throw. Oh, oh, my God. All right, so you're down to two successes and two failures. Uh, if you roll another failure, you're dead, or if somebody tries to save you, you're alive. Oh, God. All right. All right. Uh, Giovanni. I'll use uh, Lay on Hands. Your blessed touch can heal wounds. You have a pool of healing power that replenishes when you take a long rest. With that pool, you can restore a total of hit points equal to your paladin level times five. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Um, Describe to me what happens. Giovanni, uh, I'm going to move over to uh, Val. Hey, Val, my buddy, my pal. I'm going to lay my hands upon it to you. And heal you for 10 points. <laughs> it's your Val, pal. <laughs> All right. And uh, that's what happens. Uh, Val takes on 10 hit points and like his eyes open and he's like, what the? F- I just, man, what were in those shrooms? <laughs> All right, solid. Uh, Mordecai, you are up. 
You have two hit points, and you're standing on top of some boxes. Okay, there's uh, still two enemies left, yeah? Yep. I would like to try and cast Sleep on the remaining two automatons. Okay. I've got a 90-foot range, and from where I am, I can easily reach both of them. But the, the, the sphere is 20 feet, so what I would like to do is try and cast it on the area in between the two of them. Try and get both of them in that sphere. Um, all right. Okay, roll 5d8. Okay. 2, 3, 4, 5, d8. 26. All right, okay. Now, these automatons don't naturally sleep. It's not really within their character. They turn on and off. It's a little unusual, the idea of sleeping for them. But for whatever reason, automaton number five and then automaton number one just start to glow less. Like, there's usually some kind of arcane power unit, and you can see parts of it, like, kind of expressing itself through its eyes as they glow. And they just get dimmer and dimmer, and then the automatons just kind of slouch forward, and then they're off. So both automatons have gone off. While this is happening, Mordecai's just, like, singing a really, really faint lullaby. Go to sleep, stupid robot. Oh my god, just shut down now. (laughs) Okay, so you've managed to defeat these five automatons with a varying skill of difficulty. Just a lot of things happen that are unusual. Those other two automatons, by the way, they're still like alive, but they've been knocked out, which is something, I guess. I would like to finish them off if possible. (laughs) If you hit them, they wake up. Yes. All right. Giovanni, if you want to uh, go for, uh, which one do you want to start off with? Uh, The one furthest west. Okay. Interesting choice. So you actually step past the first one and you go over to its other brethren and I'll allow you to swing at it and you get advantage because they're um, on the ground, just kind of passed out. Make it a killing blow. So you hit it and you hit it for six damage. It does wake up though. We almost won. Giovanni's all about that experience. He needs the experience points so he can level up and bring honor back to the sacred object. <laughs> so now we're back to automaton number five's turn. It is woken up and Giovanni is uh, standing in front of it and it decides to swing at Giovanni as it has. It's like that's the only program it has anymore. Like you put to sleep everything else, but it just feels this intense need to try and hit Giovanni and it misses because of course it does. Uh, and Val, it's your turn. Hey, uh, uh, Ben, we can't hear you. There's nothing coming through Discord. Are you breathing? Can you speak? Failed that last saving throw. Never came back. Yeah, I guess so. Ben, you're ruining my campaign! <laughs> you back? Yep, you're back. Okay, thanks. Sorry about that. Thank you. That was- I, was just, I was about to say that every moment that Ben takes... Uh, to figure out his mic is another moment that I'm just committing to drinking, and this this episode is just going to get <laughs> worse and worse as I just put that shit down my belly. Inspired by my newfound uh, accomplice Giovanni, I am going to uh, make a dagger attack at this automaton that that we that we've woken up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nice. So, uh, just just to get some some piece of revenge back. Unity. Here, so. Yeah, go ahead. You swing with your dagger. 
Oh, that's good. You rolled a 19 plus one plus two, and it is good. So you do three points of damage to the automaton that Giovanni has woken up from its slumber. Infernal machine. Okay. So that's the end of your turn. Um, Giovanni, that's your turn, and you go to curb stomp that automaton that you just woke up from its deep slumber. And just before you do it, there's a loud boom. There is a huge noise that just comes from the left of you. While your training field appears to be walled off from the rest of the complex, there does appear to be another courtyard to your left. From there comes the sound of grating gears and a large thumping. The barrier between your training field and the courtyard comes down crashing. The dust settles, and in its place is a large mechanoid human, twice the size of the clockward constables that you've been dealing with. It charges you. Finally, a worthy adversary. This is the Terminator. You can see that there is a large mechanoid clockwork unit, and he gets to roll initiative because he's joining the fight. I'm just Googling, can I lay hands upon myself? <laughs> <laughs> I can. I can, yes. Yeah, you can. Uh, you don't have any left, though. You used it all up on uh, Val. No, I didn't. I have I have lots left. I have 15 left. You have what? how much left? Because it's your paladin level. Time- Wait, sorry. Uh, you have a pool of healing power that plenishes. You store a total number of hit points. No. I did that wrong. Sorry. I thought you had a pool. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was a... Uh, I thought you had a pool that you were allowed to use, and each one was five. I'm sorry. In, in typical Giovanni fashion, he didn't quite even understand his own powers and just burnt out all of his regenerating hit points on Val. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Maybe that was an intentional noble sacrifice that Giovanni made. That's certainly, if Giovanni was writing a book, that's how he would write it. Did the uh, big robot roll for initiative yet? It did. So is it still my turn? Yeah, so uh, it is your it is your turn now. I will finish off the robot I woke up, or attempt to anyway, with a... Uh... Oh, didn't even hit it. And it misses. <laughs> All right, Mordecai, you're up. All right. Um, so I see the giant robot coming in. Is it currently trying to step over that barrier, or is the barrier down where it is? The barrier is down where it is. Okay. Uh, are there any long pieces of debris? From the uh, the wall? Yeah. Uh, you could probably make out, like, a few bars of reinforced steel that were used to kind of build this wall. That's about it. Can I cast Mage Hand to try and use one of those bars to trip it <laughs> as it moves? Um, let me think. You have to roll three d20s in a row, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll try it. <laughs> um, actually, I think we can make that work. I want to take a look and see what type of skill I think that would be a check for. Sure, <laughs> animal handling. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to, so you're going to cast that if you can, uh, mage hand, and then you're going to roll a sleight of hand with advantage and you're going to do that against the automaton's um strength uh actually i'm going to make it dex because uh, it makes more sense that dex is kind of like a skillful thing and he's trying to move around stuff as, as he's walking forward so i got a 15 okay so you managed to trip him you rolled an 11 you rolled a 15 and he falls to the ground and he's prone perfect um so that means that he will have to spend half of his movement trying to get up next turn okay Val, you're up. So you are kind of in a weird position where you have 
a large automaton that has come marching towards you on one side of you, and behind you, you have a half kind of sleepy automaton that keeps trying to hit Giovanni. Okay. Um, now, you had mentioned uh, a couple turns ago that, that these automatons, uh, obviously, they're for some kind of training purpose, that they may have some kind of on or off switch. Um, they might. You don't know that, though. You could do a check to see if you know. I would like to investigate this uh, this big guy, big chunk of metal here, while while he's while he's tripped up and laying on, on the ground. Okay, so you're gonna run over to him and you're going to try and see if he has an on or off switch. Yeah. Okay, I want you to make an investigation check. Very good. Come on, baby. <sighs> okay. So you run over to him and you're kind of climbing on his back as he is on the ground. and he's laying on his front and you're kind of patting around on his back for whatever reason if anybody was looking on it would look an awful lot like you're trying to pick this giant robot's pockets (laughs) but you know and i know that you're trying to look for an on or off switch but if there is an on and off switch you're not able to find it oh (laughs) all right next is the large automaton and (laughs) he now has val on his back so he's going to try and stand up. It's it's a little bit more of a struggle. So he's standing up trying to get Val off. And Val, I'd like you to make a... Let me ask you a question. Val, what do you want to do while you're on this back? Do you want to jump off of it or do you want to continue to hang on? Absolutely hang on for dear life. Ironically, survival actually would be a pretty good check right now. But um, no, I want you to make a dexterity saving throw. All right. Okay, all right. So the automaton stands up, and uh, Val just falls off the back. I'm not sure if he was... He, he got a little confused. He's not sure if he's trying to hook his feet into the plates to hold on, or if he's supposed to use its fingers to hold on to the plates. But either way, Val couldn't figure it out in time for the large automaton to stand up, and uh, you fell off the back of it. On the plus side, you are now behind the automaton, and the automaton doesn't seem to be aware of you. On the downside... Uh, you are now prone on the ground. So you'll have to use half of your movement to stand up next turn. Very good. And because of all that activity, I'm going to say that it is now Giovanni's turn. Uh, I really want to finish off this little automaton, but I feel like whatever the big one's going to do is going to be a lot worse. So I'm actually going to... uh, But if I leave it behind me, it'll just keep attacking me. Yeah, I'm just going to kill the the small one. Oh my god. That's a miss. Yeah, that's... uh... That's a miss. All right. Mordecai, you're up. Okay. So I've got one that's still asleep. He's got one that's almost dead. And then we have one giant guy. I want to yell over to the guard uh, that brought us in. I don't remember his name because I didn't pay him any attention when we walked in. Uh, I'd be like, is this normal? Is this part of your test? Uh, no, this isn't normal. This isn't normal at all. Y- you're going you're gonna to stop it? Like, <laughs> come on, guy. Um, no. Level, level two. It's level two now, I think. Uh, okay, so I'm going to use my last level one spell slot for now. I think I've got something that lets me get them back, but I'll, I'll worry about that later. Um, and I'm going to cast uh, my guiding bolt at the large automaton. So I have to make a ranged spell attack against the creature on a hit. It takes 46 radiant damage. And then I get to uh, have advantage on all attacks against him the next few turns coming up. Nice. That sounds like a pretty strong spell. Let's see how strong it is. Ooh, an 11 to hit. Okay, yeah, an 11 does hit this guy. Oh, sweet. Okay. 
It looks like it's an automaton like the others, but it doesn't look like it's been as well constructed perhaps as the other. Maybe it's very early in its development. Okay. So that your guiding bolt does hit it. Okay. So uh, it's 46, I think I said. 15 damage. Very nice. I want to hit him like square in the head. <laughs> okay. You hit him in the head and one of his eyes just kind of blink out. It's like it's a, in a car, and one of the uh, turning signals has just kind of exploded. <laughs> it feels like it was a very important turning signal, though. <laughs> uh, let's not get past this wild magic surge, Brendan, if that's what you're getting at. Yes, of course. And boy, do I want it to go off. Me too, actually. <laughs> uh, nine. Nope. I, uh... Can I, as a bonus action, use my two sorcery points to regain two spell slots? Yep. Okay, then I'm going to do that. Okay. Hi everyone, sorry to interrupt the action, but we're just going to take a quick break to go through a few announcements. First, thanks to everyone who's listening to the podcast. Episode 1 is getting some really good attention, and we sincerely appreciate everyone who is listening to it. It means a lot to me especially. Sorry about needing to break it down into two parts, but it was just getting too long. I cut out a lot of material from our sessions, like this one was like three and a half hours, maybe three hours, 45 minutes long. And I cut it down to like two hours, but even that's too long to listen to a single podcast, even for me. So it's been mixed into two more easily digestible episodes. If you're interested in becoming a character in Latent Legends, please like and share this podcast on Facebook or Twitter with the hashtag Late and Legends, lowercase all one word. I look to audience members when coming up with names for new characters, and I'm happy if I don't have to make up a fantasy name like Storm Dragon's Bane on the fly. That's silly. Uh, for instance, this week, Constable Joel is named after our good friend Joel, who plays in a folk band with John and I. It's called the Daybreak Johnnies, if you want to look it up. I have lots of characters coming up, so lots of names will be needed. Also, I've set up a Patreon page for the podcast, where listeners who are interested in donating to the podcast can throw in a few bucks. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash Legends, all one word. There's no pressure to do so, but you might get a few perks like having your name mentioned as a patron at the end of the podcast, or even getting us to say a message for you. You can no doubt hear that our audio quality is lacking, and one of the first things I'd like to do is buy a proper audio setup for Ben, and then maybe Brandon. John has told me that he's gotten a new mic, so I expect that by episode 3 we should be getting better audio from over there. That's it for announcements. So let's get back to the action. Okay, so that's the end of Mordecai's turn. It is now Automaton 1's turn, but Automaton 1, as we have already established, is well asleep. So we're on to Automaton number five. Automaton 5 has had a bit of a day. You know, it woke up this morning and it didn't think that this was what a day was going to be like. It thought like it, it was sipping its automaton coffee and saying goodbye to its automaton wife oh, and walked out the door to, to automaton work. And he was thinking, you know what? We're just going to beat up some adventures today. And then he got to work and like he wasn't able to beat anyone up. He was just so personally disappointed in himself. And so he's gazing at Giovanni across from him. And he's like, just one hit. 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 And he misses. <laughs> Uh, Automaton rolls a six to try and hit Giovanni, and it just, boop, nothing. 
Next is Val. Val, you are behind the large automaton. Um, the large automaton has like some sparks going off from the front of its face, but you can't really make it out. What do you do? Does the uh, does the does the glittering uh, illuminate any weaknesses in this large automaton? It sort of does. I mean, it it allows you to be able to pick out perhaps some of like the areas that are not as well shielded. Okay. That is the nature of a uh, guiding bolt is that it creates light around the object so that it's it's easier for you to hit it. Right, right. So you can attack it. It doesn't really illuminate like any critical joints like an on and off or button. spots or yeah. But it does give you advantage to hit it. So it's think of it like it is now showing you like that there are some gears that you could pry loose if you tried real hard, but it still will depend on you to try real hard. Gotcha. Ah, boy. I'm just going to give him a, a, a dagger strike. Hold on to your butts. Don't hold on too hard. All right, so you rolled a 13, and that does hit. Uh, as we've already established, his AC is a little low. Um, but you only do two piercing damage to it. Okay, a little scratch. A little scratch. So you manage to get your, like, your knife in between like a gear joint and like try to pry it apart and like pop out a gear, but it, you know, it's, it's still buckling away. It is now the large automaton's turn. Lovely. Yeah, so the large automaton takes a step forward. He still hasn't noticed you, Val, because your attack just didn't bother him. But he goes towards... Oh, that's good. Yeah, it, it is pretty good. He goes towards Giovanni. For me. Yeah, it is very good for you, <laughs> not so much for Giovanni. I think I'll be okay. Yeah, he's going to hit Giovanni with slam. Well, he's going to try to. He's going to try to. And he is going to miss. <laughs> he is going to miss. Um, he's also going to try and hit you with his mates. He gets two attacks. And he's also going to miss with that one as well. Yes, he is. Yeah, nice. Is it bad that like, I really want to see Giovanni get hit? I've been hit twice. I was the first one to get hit. What, really? Yeah, I got hit with a crossbow and I got hit by another guy too. I've only got nine health left. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right, speaking of which, uh, Giovanni, you're looking across at two menacing automatons. What do you got? I'm taking a swing at the big guy while I still got advantage on it. Nice. So you do hit and it does five slashing damage. So you manage to kind of like hit him in one of his leg joints and it kind of makes him buckle a bit. He's able to stand back up, but he looks like he's not able to put weight on that leg joint again. Nice. Next is Mordecai. All right. Um, did I see him hit that leg joint? Yep. Then I'm just going to guiding bolt it again, but in that like in the knee i guess okay you're firing okay all right let's let's give it a go oh sorry here we go so 14 to hit yep and then 46 another 15 wow all right so this automaton is looking pretty beaten up it looks like it has uh that leg's not there it's gone so giovanni hit the leg and like if giovanni had been looking longer maybe he would have realized that he wasn't the one to actually explode the leg but Giovanni still kind of thinks he's the one to explode the leg because the leg's not there anymore when he looks back. It's still standing. Um, it is now kind of hunched on that leg, but there's a lot of sparks coming out of it. Automaton number one is still asleep. It's There's all these like huge loud noises going on around it and explosions, but uh, it seems to just be kind of you know tucking away. It's having little automaton dreams. Automaton number five, two guesses on what it's doing. Don't eat him because it, it's going to try and hit Giovanni. It hits. Oh, four. Giovanni, you take four points of damage. At five now. And foul. It's your turn again. Um, now, 
if these if these automatons can be sleep, can they be charmed? I'm I mean possibly. You don't know that. Oh, I'm gonna give it a go just simply because uh, they've already been asleep. So the the large one will make it at advantage because it is fighting us. But I'm gonna try and charm the large automaton. Okay, so Val points his fingers, like his hand. It goes towards his chest, and then it goes out towards the head of the automaton. And as he does that, this like red kind of powdery smoke flows from his hands, and it hits the automaton right in the head. The automaton, the smoke enters its head, and then the automaton sneezes, which is very unlike automatons because they don't have a respiratory system. But it does sneeze, <laughs> and as it sneezes, like this red smoke comes out through the front of its mask. Speaking of the large automaton, it is now its turn. It's going to first smash at Giovanni with its shield. Safe to say it didn't char get charmed then. No, it did not get charmed. <laughs> and it hits Giovanni for two bludgeoning damage. And I'm down to three life points. Okay. Welcome to the party. All right. Speaking of Giovanni. Starting to feel pretty hopeless here. I don't know if I should just finish off this little guy. or the big. I'm going to try to finish off the little guy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Got him. Yep. <laughs> All right, so Giovanni swings at the uh, automaton in front of him, and it just crumples to the ground. Is that what you wanted? Is this what you wanted? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it wanted. It, well, I don't know if that's what it wanted. I kind of went through a whole kind of conversation about how it, like, it left its, its automaton wife. And, and now it's got automaton nothing. <laughs> yep, automaton nothing. All right, Mordecai, you're up. Okay. Now uh, I'm literally using my last uh, level one spell slot. Second verse, same as the first. Let's just guiding bolt it one last time. And let's pick another random part of the body. So he's like, like he's taken down to a knee or something right now, right? Like his legs clean off. Yeah, he's he's taking a knee. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to shoot for his his weapon arm. Okay. And get him in the shoulder or the elbow or something like that. Sure. 23 to hit. 10 damage. Yep, okay. Hey, Ben, you there? I can kind of see you taking a walk away. Hey, Ben, I got something for you. Hey, Ben? Ben? Hey, buddy. Hey. hey. Welcome back to the party. Uh, Ben? Yeah? I'm going to need Val to make a uh, dexterity saving throw. Okay. Oh, no. Am I being assaulted by the large automaton? Not exactly. <laughs> Come on, big money! <laughs> All right. So, Mordecai, you fire a, a blast into the arm of the large automaton, and you can see that, boy, this automaton wasn't really standing on much at this point. It's almost like he was down to, like, nothing hit points. Boom. His arm goes off, and the shoulder just snaps. And as it does, his sword just flies back, and it just goes over his shoulder, and it Cuts Valerius and Valerius, you take <laughs> uh, you take four points of damage. <laughs> Ouch. And with that, the automaton crumbles to the ground, and the fight is over. So you manage to defeat this automaton, and the other automaton here is asleep. Yeah, not for long. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for now. <laughs> so, 
so Mordecai is pretty used to living on the streets and scrounging things that'll uh, make him a buck or two. Can I start going through these automatons for like <laughs> popper or like any of the wiring that'll sell for like good money? Okay. Mordecai takes a step over to the automatons, nimbly stepping over top of the uh, automaton that is still sleeping. And I need you to make a, uh, a what type of role do you think that would be? I don't, like maybe an investigation or something because uh, I like I know what they are I, I just don't know what I'm, I'm looking just looking for. for so this is looting is what it is is you're looting the corpses I want to make sure that this is the same type of skill that we'll use for all future looting as I know that you will do it gotcha are you doing this in front of everybody like you're not afraid that you know these people are looking at you going through these uh, robots I almost died I earned something this is something we're all going to have to agree with you're go we're all going to have to agree on what the skill check is for uh, looting I think investigation has to be the closest thing, I think. Like, if you are, if you're looting in broad daylight, investigation. If you're looting and trying not to be seen, it should be sleight of hand. If there's a time-sensitive uh, element to it, maybe survival? I, I think the ability should be dependent on the circumstance. Okay, I'm going to ask you to do um, investigation check, because this is going to be based off of, uh, like, what you think you could find based off of what you know of these automatons. Okay. 16. Okay, you did pretty well. You managed to find a couple, uh, like, based off of what you know of these automatons, you know that there's there usually have some uh, rare metals that are used in them. Uh, because automatons are supposed to be lightly built and cheap, there's not a lot of it. Um, but you managed to find a, uh, a few uh, gold wire, like a few strands of gold wire, and you managed to find a, uh, a small uh, quartz gem, which quartz is not really worth that much, but you know that if you were to sell this to, say, an arcanist or someone who, who uses this to build automatons, that they would value this because uh, this type of quartz, the way it's fashioned and the way it's created, uh, is pretty strong. So you find uh, five of those in the uh, five automatons, and then you find one uh, well-shaped ruby from the large automaton. Ooh. Again, this is not like jewelry-grade ruby. This is something that, again, is a, a manufacturing part. Okay, right on. Um, while you're doing all this, though, Joel's just kind of looking over at you, and he's like, well, you you know that these are, this is the garrisons, these are the garrisons automatons, right? Like, we own those. You're just, you're stealing from us. You tried to kill me. Do you understand what you're doing? You tried to kill me. Hey, hey, like, I saw that, and let me say, it looked great. I mean, it didn't look great that you were dying. It looked, what you guys did with that was really good. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I I think that you're definitely going to be getting a signing bonus, because, yeah, I, like, we have to run the other group through the same trial, but um, you, you killed the experimental neck that was in the Arcanist Lodge, and that wasn't even supposed to be out here. Uh, it was just, it was, it, I don't, well, we're going to have a lot of repairs, I guess, to do to the wall over there that got destroyed. But um, yeah, I think that you'll you'll have to meet with the chief. Can I intervene and roll an intimidation on this guy right now? Uh, yes, and you have advantage because you have a, a, another uh, Giovanni sitting on top of you for some reason. Do you want me to act it for bonus? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Good sir, you brought upon us an experimental mechanized unit. You had not known the capabilities of this device that you splayed forth upon us. I demand to be compensated for this treacherous betrayal of our trust. Joel like looks at you 
And he's like, I'm I'm really sorry. I didn't expect this to happen. I I we we just had the five automatons. The, the other one wasn't supposed to be out here. I know very powerful people, and you've been a very, very powerful, powerful for this day, Joel. Some sort of compensation must be met. Room, food, gold, something. Well, I mean, of course. I mean, if if you guys get the job, which I expect that you're going to, like the the notice said that you get room and board. Like that's part of this it. This should be separate. What kind of what kind of guard place is this where you run people through murder experiment gauntlets? We're a guard garrison. We don't. This is not. I would be filing a report with the, the highest city official who I know, and I know quite a few. Oh no, not not Stuart Kalen. Please don't. No. Yeah, Stuart, for sure. Joel, if you give me 20 gold pieces, I could forget about this whole incident. But Well, I mean, I'm not supposed to pay you. I'm just a recruit here. I'm just in charge of the, the recruiting process. Well, Joel, you're, you're the only one's name I have, so it'll just be your name going on the complaint. So you're the only one who stands to lose anything here. So <laughs> I, I can't. I'm like I I don't have I'm not I can't give you any gold I'm like you're 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 stealing parts from it and like this will all go in my report like I'm not going to like you guys did really well I'm not going to say that you didn't do well you did really well you just your you words, even got rid of the your words you you talk 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 Joel but you do nothing nothing to remedy this this travest travesty and this the slight against our honor that just befall upon upon to us good day sir. I'll have no more. I mean, I'll like, have I'd, no more of your words. Speak to my colleagues. Mordecai's already walking away. <laughs> this is. I'm, I'm really confused. This is very confusing to me. <laughs> okay. All right. With that, you guys walk away. You leave the training grounds. Uh, Joel is very kind of confused because he thought he was supposed to escort you away from the training grounds after the fight. Um, but he kind of. I guess runs up to you like like as you were walking away from him and he's like all right just follow me and like we'll we'll get you back into the office and we'll we'll get you some like some health care like this is you're in a lot of pain it looks like Nath, i would speak to your supervisor first but i think that i think that's what's going to happen you're gonna you're gonna meet our supervisor excellent then hurry make haste safe to say we got the job all right so <laughs> I'm not sure if to end it here or to actually have you meet the uh, the person in charge of this uh, garrison. It's 10.30. You can keep going for a bit unless you guys are tired. I just don't have any material. Mm. That's that's part of the problem. Okay, so uh, you guys leave the, the training grounds and you make your way back to that office that you originally entered where there were other applicants. And you can see that as you step in, Joel kind of stops and pauses by the secretary and uh, has a word with her and then steps in through the front door to a, a room that you can't see. Uh, you see the, the secretary get up and she kind of has a word with the three other applicants that were sitting on the seats waiting for their turn. And then she leaves with them and the other three applicants. Uh, and you follow Joel in to the main office up here. You enter a room that uh, seems to be fairly well furnished. It's not as nice as perhaps some offices, but it has a nice kind of comfort a comfortable uh, nest to it. There are some uh, books on the shelves and there are three chairs that seem to be waiting for you. And Joel is also standing there waiting for you to come in. Um, as you do, you see a, a, a rather nicely dressed man sitting at a desk uh, and a guard to his right. Uh, as he is doing some paperwork, Joel walks up to him and he uh, kind of turns to him, has a couple words 
and then turns to the person sitting at the desk and he looks up from what he's doing and turns to you and says, oh, so I hear you guys got through the training regiment pretty well. Then, I'm sorry, you all spoke at once. Uh, what, what, what was that? I, I don't even know who you are. Could you please introduce yourself? Good day to you, sir. My name is Giovanni de Chambre, and I am outraged, outraged by this farcical examination <laughs> slash sick, twisted, experimental murder ground you have outside yours. And within the city gates, goddamn. Have you people that know health and safety code or protocol? Uh, the gentleman kind of looks up and he looks a little confused and he turns to Joel and he says, murder grounds? What, what does he mean by that? And Joel turns to him and says, oh, uh, unfortunately, the experimental automaton got out and he, uh, well, these three took care of him. And the uh, gentleman at the table says, so did they really? I, oh, I didn't think that that could be done. We were designing that specifically for adventurers to not be able to deal with, uh, that's pretty remarkable. You people make me sick. <laughs> Mordecai's uh, slumped up against a wall right now, just kind of like holding some of his injuries. The gentleman at the table notices how Mordecai is behaving and turns to Joel and says, Joel, these people are hurt. Please go fetch the medic and bring him in. And so Joel takes a couple steps away and then uh, exits out through the door. So it's just you three and this uh, uh, what appears to be a, a fairly well-dressed man sitting at a table. As I was saying, good steward, <laughs> for the teachings of the sacred object, every action deserves some sort of reaction. In this instance, I believe, for dealing with your experimental problem, you deserve some sort of experimental reward. I'm, I'm sorry, did you, did you call me Stuart? Stuart, uh, I don't know what your ranking is. I mean, my, I'm, I'm a steward. I'm a steward here. Just quit, quit dodging my questions and get to the point, sir. Um, well, I, I feel like I should be sorry based off of how you're speaking to me, but I'm also the one in charge here, so... I We're don't... all bleeding to death! <laughs> I realize this, and of course we'll get you some medical care uh, shortly, I guess. Uh, please have a seat if, if standing is too much for you. I'm fine. Okay, I'm very sorry. I'm a little put off. I mean, like, it seems that you, thus far, have uh, some of the best performance of any of the applicants on the test up until this date. Uh, uh, I mean, first of all, you managed to defeat the five automatons, but you also managed to defeat uh, one of our experimental automatons, which wasn't even supposed to get out. So I'll have to have a word with the Arcanist about that. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm quite impressed with your your actions, and I'm uh, more than happy to be able to, once we sign you onto the garrison, of course, and you start adhering to uh, its moral code, perhaps, and its uh, a code of ethics and behavior, uh, like not yelling at your superiors, I'm sure we would more, be more than happy to uh, give you some kind of compensation and perhaps a signing bonus for the garrison. Do you have, what do you have to say about that? Do you have anything to say? It seems like you like to talk a lot. Feel very feeling very <laughs> lightheaded from all the yelling I've been doing. <laughs> Sorry, as someone born of noble blood, I'm not used to this sort of uh, interacting with the lower classes. Uh, so give me a moment here. <laughs> well, we're going to have to nip that in the bud. Uh, you are a knight of the sacred object, right? Ah, yes. I can tell from your ensemble. Indeed. Ah, yes, I've heard some uh, pretty big rumors about some of your uh, temples. 
Most of them have truths. Just like that, you just okay, all right. That is why I've taken upon myself the divine quest to restore the glory and honor to the Church of the Sacred Object. Though we may not know what the object is, or where it is, or what it could be, or what it is used for, we must preserve and protect its dignity at all costs. And I completely understand. I wouldn't want to overstep my boundaries to... Oh, do you understand? No one truly understands. This is the way of the object to never understand. <laughs> you Philistines. I'm, I'm very confused by your behavior and acting towards me. I'm trying to be very sensible here. I want to hire you. Is Confusion is next to godliness, as we say in the church. <laughs> Mordecai is going to walk up beside, uh, <laughs> beside uh, John's character. It's just like, Pat him on the shoulder and be like, I, "This guy doesn't get it. Just, just give him a moment." And then I look over at the 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 head guard guy and I'm like, "Where do we sign?" <laughs> That's what he's trying to get at. Where do we sign? Uh, well, Officer Kalen here will uh, bring up a couple contracts for you, and uh, I imagine you'll be in the the garrison before too long. Uh, there's, there's no chance she's bringing up any ale. Don't get me wrong, brother. I'll, I'll certainly see an ale house later. Uh, but uh, right now, it's mostly business. We have to see how this third troop does. But um, after they're done, we'll uh, we'll certainly sign you on. I think that uh, uh, we'll have to see what Kalen says about uh, perhaps any kind of signing bonuses or anything. And Kalen turns up and says, oh, yes, signing bonuses, of course. Uh, we've come into a bit of money recently, which is why we're doing some hiring. And uh, I think it's only fair that we offer each of you 100 gold pieces just to sign with the garrison. Damn. Mm. 100, eh? Make it 110, and we don't tell anybody that that other mechanized monstrosity almost got out. Uh, make a, uh, in <laughs> intimidation check. Okay. Can we all make an intimidation check? Yeah, okay. Uh I think it should be a collective intimidation. <laughs> if the rest of you want to... So if you're all trying to intimidate on this one point, then go ahead and roll intimidation. If one of you rolls on that one, though, that, that also counts. Guys, come on. I'm just bleeding all over the floor at this point, too. Like, swearing back and forth because <laughs> I'm refusing to sit down because my honor has been slighted. Bloody! Not bad. Well, it's it's a little uncommon for people being offered a part-time <laughs> position to at the local garrison. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe that would be uncommon if you are a commoner, which I'm not. So, well, uh, and he kind of looks nervously at the guard to his right. Um, well, uh, maybe we could find a little uh, loose change in the budget and see if we can pad those purses a little bit tighter. I know how uh, we all like to have a tight purse. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he laughs and then he kind of like sweats a little because you can see that you have had an effect on him. Nice. So he agrees that, all right, we will give you 120 gold pieces signing bonus. And according to our rates, we will start paying you at uh, 100 weekly, um, plus commission based on various tasks that you might do. And you'll live here in the guardhouse and uh, uh, complete your duties here. Does that sound all right to you? Yeah, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's pretty good. Uh, uh, one question, though. Um, do we have any free time, say, to uh, go out into the market, visit family, things like that? Well, it's, of course, many of our guards here have families in town. It's, uh, you have your own free time. Depending on what shifts you're assigned, you'll either be working days or nights. So 
you'll have to see what time you have on or off as a result of that. But uh, your own time is your own. You can do with it as you please. All right. All right thanks. And I, I'm going to make my way back over to the wall and kind of slump back down. I mean, we have chairs. You can sit in chairs if you'd like to. Quick question. May we have access to the storeroom that the guards do since we are now under employment awaiting this contract? Well, you are recruits, so that means you have access to our equipment. But of course, in order to get access to it, you need to be escorted by a senior member because you are just recruits. Yes, I would like to be immediately considered for the officer's academy. (laughs) Well, we don't have an officer's academy at the garrison. We're just city guard. Yes, and I've noticed your sloppy handling of minor crimes throughout the city. You could really use some organizing around you. Listen here, recruit. And you can see that he's starting to get a little upset. I've had just about as much lip out of you as I can. You want to stick in this regiment? You're going to have to learn how to follow orders. You hear? I'm having a hard time hearing on account of the blood in my ear. That may that may be part of our conversational difficulties right now. <laughs> I told you to sit. We have chairs right here. Hold on, sir. I'm going to remove this helmet. That also might be impeding my hearing. All right, make an intimidation check. Uh, wait, why intimidation? I'm taking off my helmet. <laughs> 13. <laughs> You remove your helmet, and the man sitting at the desk just just frightened of your face. Because <laughs> it's bleeding? Because, you know, he's very handsome. I mean, you don't know. It could be because of the blood. It could be okay. because of the face. We're not sure. Maybe too handsome. Uh, and with that, Joel returns, and he has a medic with him. Thank God. Ah, lovely. And they're able to patch you up. You guys were already stable, but the medic is able to kind of make sure that your your bleeding has stopped. Um, it, you won't be able to get full health until you have a long rest, but you figure at this point you're going to be checking into the garrison and you're going to be checking out your new digs and you'll be able to get some rest at that point. You're here. The uh, nobleman at the desk stands up and he walks around and he uh, turns to Joel and says, well, Joel, what's your honest opinion? What do you think? And Joel turns to him and says... Well, I think that uh, based off of the performance of the last group there that I just saw, uh, I think these guys are our, our guys. You know, they're going to make a great addition. And the, the, the nobleman turns to you and he says, welcome to the garrison. We're very happy to have you. Joel here will be your lieutenant and you can go to him for any problems that you might have. And we'll get you moved into the bunkhouse. Do you have any questions before we finish and you head off to rest? Yeah, money. Uh, Joel, could you uh, please give them their signing bonus? Joel pulls out his uh, pouch and he manages to find three other pouches that were inside of it. And he takes them out and he passes one out to each of you. So each of you get 120 gold pieces, actually 100 gold pieces. And then as he starts to hand them over, the man sitting at the desk uh, says, no, Joel, uh, we agreed on 120 gold pieces. And Joel says, oh, um, all right, I uh, I guess I'll just uh, I'll just take some of my gold and get reimbursed by the uh, garrison later. And the, uh, the the man says, "Uh, yes, you'll definitely get reimbursed by the garrison later." And then Joel hands you all of your gold, and you now have 120. Yeah, that's right, Joel. What What do you mean by that? This is being really mean. What do you think I mean by that? And then I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's really rubbing uh, Giovanni the wrong way. He really, like, his, he's, he feels like his honor's been slighted by him. <laughs> well, Giovanni walks away, and Joel kind of turns to the, the fancy man that was standing there, and he says, Steward, I, I'm a little concerned about some of these new recruits. And the steward turns to him and says, Well, I am too. 
Thank you everyone for listening to our podcast. The next part will be coming out next week. If you're interested in hearing more about us, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Patreon as Late and Legends. Again, thanks to John and Brendan for the music they wrote for this episode, as well as a special thanks to Cody and Brendan, again, for the artwork they've created. It looks great. We'll see you guys next week.